welcome to What the Heck Happened to That Guy? My name is Jimmy Palumbo. I'm your co-host, along with... Coach Rick Antonori. How are we today? Uh, We're doing okay. Those of you not scoring at home, uh, I am just a uh, fan of of the Yankees and baseball in general. And Rick Antonori is actually a Division II baseball coach uh, based out of Ohio, but he's from the New York area. Um, Rick, how are you doing today? What was that? You're from Queens? College Point. There you go. All right. So Four miles from Shea Stadium. What we do on this show is, well, since we're big baseball fans, Yankees and Mets, I choose a Yankee uh, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, and the 2000s. It doesn't matter what era, really. But pretty much after 1975, and it's a guy, both of us choose a players that are guys that only the real fans remember. They're not stars, but they're guys that you're totally going to remember as a fan, and we do research about them, and we find out really what the heck happened to that guy. And so I think I'm going to have, you know what, I'm going to go first. Yeah, I, think, that, I think mine might be short and sweet, literally. The important thing to remember, though, is these aren't stars. This nope. is not your Derek Jeter or Mike Piazza. No, none of that. None David of that. Wright or Mariano Rivera, none of them. None of that. All right, so here we go. Show number four. All right, now my guy is currently 57 years old. Okay. Ooh. He played from 1992 to 1998 in the big leagues, okay? Right. He was a utility infielder, mostly shortstop, as I remember him. Played 11 years in the minors. He was a rookie at 27 years old. And the fans just loved him because he reminded them of Phil Rizzuto. Ladies and gentlemen, the 1990s big star of the year, Andy Stankowitz. Oh, my God. Do you remember him? Now, he was... He was five foot nine, 165 yeah. pounds, but he, I guess five foot nine is not that small, but I guess it is for Major League Baseball. And his big year, his real claim to fame, and, and he's actually the perfect candidate for this show. Because in my mind, I thought Andy Stankiewicz was on the Yankees for four years. Wrong. He was only on the Yankees for two years, 92 and 93. And in 92, he batted 241, four home runs, 59 RBIs. All his best seasons he ever had. But he also played for Houston, Montreal, and Arizona. The The, the thing about this kid, well, this guy, he's my age. <laughs> he he was a little guy. He bunted. He made great plays. and He was a very good fielder in a Rizzuto-Bucky Dent way, not in an Ozzie Smith way, not in a Jeter way. He was a guy who was involved in plays. Guy slid into him hard, and he held on to the throw. He got a couple of big base hits to end games. He just was this guy, and the Yankees were just 92-93 were the years where Walter was there, and they were just, as a fan, even I'm not even sure I was all in yet. It was like, you know what, it's this guy Walter, and so he did a lot of that stuff. Um but he also, like I said, 92, 116 games. He batted, I made a mistake in the beginning. His lifetime batting average was 241. But in 1992, he batted 268 in 116 games, which means he'd be making $27 million a year now. Jimmy, right. Jimmy, what, what, what positions did he play? Just he played shortstop or? and second base, pretty much. Okay, so middle infielder. Right. He uh, he was drafted by this, I think it got interesting. He got drafted by the Royals in 82, but he didn't sign. He went to Pepperdine, played a couple of years there, did very well. The Tigers drafted him in 85, and he didn't sign. 
which I don't know. Do, do, is, is that a common thing where players um, um, blow off the draft twice? The Yankees no. drafted him in 86. He finally went. Um, he played in the minor leagues for the Yankees for like six or seven years. Um, and he came up in 92 90, uh, and played two years. 92, he was awesome. But what happened was they must have known that the scouts were like for the Yankees. That he's a cute little player, but this guy's not a long-term solution. And he's they actually infielders. He's the but, guy that you start him occasionally. He does well. You keep him in there. He gets exposed. Right. But they actually ended up trading him for Xavier Hernandez, the pitcher. Do you remember him? Who had like uh, he had an ERA of like two point eleven two years in a row, and he came to the Yankees with uh, Spike Owen was the other shortstop, shortstop. and they both stunk. They stunk yeah. up the place. Problem is, he went on you know to different teams, Houston, Montreal, blah blah blah, and uh, he didn't really ended up doing anything. He played in the majors total nineteen ninety eight, so seven years in the big, at big in the big leagues, and he. Um, uh, the Yankees loved him, though. He came back to the Yankees. He managed the Staten Island Yankees for a while. Then he was a scout for the Yankees for a while. And then he took a job. He coached at Arizona State. And um, they actually led the nation in fielding. Suppose he was a really good coach in terms of educating uh, fielders and stuff like that. And he... Right. He always comes back old timers. They they go people they go nuts over him. And uh, while at Arizona State, uh, Andy Stankowitz coached twenty nine players who got drafted, which is pretty cool. Um, now though, and this is going to relate to Rick in a second, he ended up coaching. He coaches at Grand Canyon University, and they okay. were Division two, which is what Rick coaches. And then they made the the, the jump to Division One, and they're after, they're actually in the Western Athletic Conference, and they're actually really good. So he is a um, you know a coach of a of a pretty decent college program. Uh, his son plays minor league ball, got drafted as well. Short, good infielder. The son though, I think, is in his eighth or ninth year of minor league ball, so mm-hmm. it might be over for him, and maybe he's going to end up playing. Uh, um, you know, independent league stuff. But uh, the bottom line is he not only played like Rizzuto, he looked like him. He was like this, he looked like a little, even though he's not Italian, Stankowitz, but he was like this little, he bumped it, he did all the things that fans uh, just go, not, when when you're not good and you're looking for anything to, to, to get you going, he was the guy. But I just didn't realize, I don't think many fans did. He really, and the second year with the Yankees, he only got like 15 at-bats. So he, um, the reason why he got in the game is because he filled in for Gallego. Mike Gallego was the guy they got from Oakland. who was a pretty decent right. player. He got hurt. <laughs> so Andy Stankwitz came in in 1992, batted 268, and um, and that's it. Now he's a, now he's what the heck happened to him? He's been in baseball now for 35 years, and he's a uh, he's a baseball coach over at Grand Canyon U in the WAC Conference. He was on the '98 team, so he has a ring. No, no rings. No rings. Wasn't on the 98 Yankees. He played uh, only 92, 93 with the Yanks. Okay, they got traded. All right, now I got it. Sorry. He's just a blip in the radar. I mean, if if he was short, I don't think people would remember him. Stanky the Yankee. Stanky the Yankee. Stanky the Yankee. Right, I remember that. But here's the kicker with with the show that we do. I think it's it's unbelievable that every week we don't tell each other who we're talking about. No, I don't know who uh, Rick's going to choose. And he knows. They always seem to be similar in nature, and I and I have the same thing here. Okay, I, so I think who's he, your guy? All right, he played actually 13 years in the majors, but only a year and a half with the Mets. Oh wow, okay, similar a little bit, a little bit that way. He, this is going to go down, in my opinion, as one of the top five worst trades the Mets have ever made. 
Okay. Okay. In oh, 19- by the way, what, what was his lifetime batting average? I always like to know that. 277. Ah, that's pretty good. Had a 350 on base percentage lifetime. <laughs> that's not good. 350? Oh, 350. I thought you said 250. 350. No, 350. I mean, 277, okay. 350, he's making probably $30 million a year yes. right now. there you go. He's LeMayu. <laughs> right. and he, he had 171 home runs lifetime, 754 RBIs, and had a career of 1,503 hits. And what years, did he, what years did he play for the Mets? He came to the Mets in 98 from, here's the, I love this part. Hold on. Let me, I got to find it real quick because it's interesting, his story. His, he came to the Mets. He's out of Venezuela. He was signed in 1991 in the Ash by the Astros. Um, played seven years in the minor leagues Astros system, then went to China. Plays for the. Uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. You got me beat. I'm way. I can't think of anybody. Mercury right Tiger Tigers. He plays for a few months and then signs as a free agent with the Mets in '98. He comes up in '99, and every Met fan's going to know who this is once I say it because he was. The darling of the Mets in 1999 outside of Mike Piazza. Okay, what's his name? Melvin Mora. Oh, totally remember him. Totally. He, he was he good. up in the playoffs. He bats 425 during the, during the playoffs. He throws out three Braves from the right field position to save to save that series that makes it goes to, you know, seven games and you know, six games. And, and where did he where did he end up going? Oh, well, here's the kicker. In 2000, Okay, Ray Ordonez, the shortstop who, you know, couldn't hit his, his weight, but yet was a great fielder, but couldn't hit, breaks his arm. So they have Melvin Mora play shortstop for a while, and it's not his natural position. He's the third baseman, outfielder. You know, he, he played all over, but really he wasn't a shortstop. The media, because the Mets are in the hunt, the media goes nuts and Steve Phillips caves and trades Melvin Mora to the Baltimore Orioles. They trade Melvin Mora and Mike Kincaid for shortstop Mike Bordick. Oh, Mike Bordick. Got to yeah, be one of the too. worst trades the Mets have ever made. Why? And Melvin because, Mora was good with the Orioles. Oh, Melvin Mora goes on to be a two-time All-Star in 2003 and 2005. He's, He's a two-time American League Player of the Month. In 2004, he bats 340 with a 419 on base percentage and his 27 home runs. Wow. He's also I known forgot he was first, on the Mets. He's the first person to now, ever hit the hole in Camden Yards. Now, let me ask you this, though. He's in that era of, uh, was he juiced up? Uh, I don't know. Be, well, he, I don't know. because Is he on the list or he, anything? He's consistent. I don't think he's on the list. It's not listed. It doesn't say anything. Okay. All right. Because um, when we do research, a lot of times, it'll just be a one-line during the steroid he, era, and you're he, like, oh. He had 27 home runs two years in a row, 2004, 2005. The rest of it's between 19 and 27. Yeah. He's consistent. That's not a big jump. That's not a big jump. Maybe you no, do he, it. Yeah, you know, the batting average-wise, you know, uh, he starts to get hot in 2003. His lifetime batting average? So 13 years, he batted 277? Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, like, to me, he's a shitty player, but no, he's not. I, my oh, he's not. Well, I I did find out that his in his baseball career he made over forty million dollars. Oh, so wow. he couldn't be that bad. <laughs> no. what, what's he doing now? Right now, it, it doesn't really. Unfortunately, it doesn't really say. He does live in Falston, Maryland, uh, with his wife Giselle, and he, he had a, he gave, who gave birth to quintuplets in two thousand one. Oh, quintuplets. That's uh, a five. five. Yeah. Oh my wow. god. Oh, 
shoot me now. Oh, that's more. Uh, he's got more kids than Stankiewicz played uh, for the Yankees. There you go. <laughs> um, he's not coaching anything else like that because, like, I, like I'm laughing. Andy Stankiewicz, who kind of like stunk. He was, yeah, he but but he ends up. He's making a living in baseball now for you know yeah. thirty years. There's he nothing on, on him, huh? Wow. No, he goes on. He was actually going to play in the in the uh, 2006 uh, World Base WBC World Baseball Classic, but he pulled out because uh, the the Venezuelan team decided to put Miguel Cabrera at third base. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can live with that. I, I guess you you know he was a little upset, but you know it was Mel, Mel, uh, Miguel Cabrera. So. Um, Dude, the guy, the guy had a great, really good career. I mean, for the Mets in 1999, he was, he was all over the place, throwing people out from yeah, right. That's field. a bad trade. It was a bad trade. I mean, really bad trade. It's although Mike Portick, I I went to the game in 2000, the game at Shea, the only game they won. Uh, and my buddy sitting next to me, classic. He looks at me, he goes, "Why does everybody say it's so loud here? It's not that loud." Next pitch, Portick hit a two-run home run. I yeah. felt the stadium. I oh, was like, Shea Stadium. That it, was the it, one thing about Shea Stadium. It, it, was, it was rocking. It was like this. The, the mezzanine was actually moving. I yeah. felt like this no, stadium was no, going to collapse on itself. It does. Well, I, I told you this before. Like Shea Stadium was built in such a way that the levels actually moved. Right. So when it started to like really get rocking and jumping, they move. Yeah, no doubt. You could literally see the stands going up and down. Like, crazy. Like a wave. Crazy. It, I mean, it was it was really insane. Yeah, but Bordick uh, was, and that's a bad, you know. It was a bad trade. I mean, it really, I mean, Melvin Moore was one of those guys. He wasn't a homegrown Met, but he came, you know, the Mets signed him as a free agent, right. worked with him a little bit in the minor leagues, brought him up in 99. I mean, in 99, he gets uh, 39, well, he gets, in, he gets in 66 games, but. Of course, my, yeah, I'll let you know, my producer found out he did become a U.S. citizen. In 2017, yeah, I had a two. He has dual citizenship, uh, U.S. and Venezuela. Oh wow! Okay, okay. he does have that. Um, his most embarrassing moment, which is in the Orioles media guide, more <laughs> more stated um, as a rookie in 1999. He knowing little English, he thought his manager Bobby Valentine told him to go to left field when he actually told him to go to second base. So they had he went out to left field, hanging out there. There were two guys out there. Then he had to run to second base. Oh, wow. He, he didn't pick up the language. <laughs> um, he had a career 966 fielding percentage, playing at all infield positions except catcher and at all three outfield positions. The guy played seven positions. That's unbelievable. I mean, I mean he was he was the epitome of the utility guy before yep. the utility. The utility guy came out. And it sounds and like he was well on his way to becoming a star in New York until... Uh, I, th I think he would have been. I think he would have been one of those guys that Met fans would have loved because he just gave all out. He was quiet. He just did his job. And when he did his job, it, he did it well. It's so funny. As a Yankee fan, I, uh, you know, Yankees played him many times, uh, with you know, because they played the Orioles. And I didn't... I forgot he played with the Mets. It's just like erased that out of my memory. Right. Well, here's what, here's what makes him immortal to Mets fans, right? In 1999, his rookie year, he scored, Mike Piazza, I remember this like it was yesterday. Mike Piazza's at the plate, okay? The winning run for the Mets to get into the playoffs is at third base. That runner is Melvin Mora. Okay. Okay, he scores the winning run the final game of the year on a wild pitch by I, Brad you know I totally Mike remember Piazza that Mike Piazza standing at the plate. I never forget that. Okay, and then they won the one-game playoff against Cincinnati when... Um, Lighter through the one hitter. 
Right. Um, Moore, Moore became a cult hero in New York as he starred in the 1999 National League Championship Series, series batting a clutch 429. And Mets lost that in six or seven? Six, with an OPS of one. 1,143. So he like played well, dominating the playoffs, and they traded. Dominate. But you know what, though? When you're shortstop, every every GM, when your shortstop goes down and you don't have a shortstop, I never fault a GM. You, you got to have, I don't know if it's one of those like classic baseball yeah. things. You got to have an everyday shortstop. It's just the way it works in the Major League Baseball. I, I think because of the small sample that, again, he came up in the middle of 99. Then in 2000, he plays 132 games, has 464 plate appearances. He batted 275 with a 337 on base percentage. I think what happens is... So they traded him at the deadline. At the deadline, yes. So for the Mets, he's hitting 260, 317 at the deadline. He then goes to Baltimore, hits 291 with a 359 on base percentage. Wow. So I think what happens, the small sample, they just didn't project well enough what he could have been. Well, all right. We have two players right there. Which Melvin Mora and Andy. Show, called, do you remember that guy? What the heck happened to this guy? I yeah, butchered the name. Right. Do you remember him? Who's this jerk off? Is he dead yet? There's so many He's new dead. titles. Like so those, if you were a fan, uh, yeah, we, we, we chose guys that weren't that too long ago. 90s, yeah. which is fine. And uh, the 2000s. But I certainly remember, uh, remember him for sure. So Melvin Mora. And Andy Stankowitz on show number four of What the Heck Happened to That Guy? <laughs> What's the official name of the show? Do you remember that guy? Do you remember that guy? You know, the, the official name of the show is going to be whatever my producer puts it up on the <laughs> on the Apple podcast. And which, by the way, um, I, well, I can't even, <laughs> we got to edit this part out, right? Because the show this is going to be show four. Um, so let me, uh, I'm going to take it back. Um, Hang on, ready? We're gonna. All right, so there you go, Andy Stankowitz from the Yankees and Melvin Mora from the Mets on here, on what the heck happened to that guy? Or I always butcher the title, and um, those are two guys that fans will remember. Mora, of course, did really well. Then they traded him, and Andy Stankowitz was just a little short guy that looked like some guy should be mowing your lawn, and he ended Thank up doing. Yank. Yeah, and he ended up doing well. Looked like Rizzuto. So that's it, Andy Stankowitz and Melvin Mora. We'll see you next week.